Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Truth or Demons podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, and today is another bonus episode. That interview I promised you, in fact. I'm so excited to share this one with you all. As you know, if you listened to Annabelle Part 2, I recently had a little chat with another content creator, and it was so fun. The YouTuber known as Side-Eye Guy recently covered a story on some YouTube ghost hunters that got busted doing some not-so-great things. A friend of mine shared this video with me, and I instantly became obsessed with the rest of Side-Eye Guy's content and had to invite him on the show. And I'm so pleased to report he agreed, and we had a fantastic conversation about the paranormal, the silliness within current paranormal groups, and a little chat on Annabelle and the Warrens sprinkled in. But before I let you all listen, I'd like to again apologize for my nervous interrupting. I get so excited about what people say sometimes and my ability to relate to what they've said that I blurt out words before I can stop myself. So listeners and side-eye guy, please forgive me for my excited interrupting throughout the interview. Now, please enjoy. I just wanted to start off by saying thank you very much for coming on my show. I'm really excited to talk to you about the nonsense of the paranormal world. And so would you please share with my listeners what you do and a little bit about your channel? Uh, well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, my I go by the side-eye guy on YouTube, and I am a paranormal react- reaction slash debunking channel. I love it. I love your channel. So ever since I got shown it uh, a couple weeks ago, I've just been hooked. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. So um, after you found out uh, through, that's how I found you was through your recent video about Sam, Colby, and Seth. Um, I recently watched another video with Seth. Uh, He was in the Warren's Museum and he was filming with Annabelle and Tony and he kept trying to sneak and touch Annabelle and kept getting scolded by Tony. I would really love to hear your take on that and on Annabelle and Tony. Right, so I haven't seen that video uh, where Seth is doing that, I <laughs> it does like, sound strange, but I kind of don't blame Seth for that because I've always sort of said like one of my bucket list things to do is to grab hold of that doll and drop kick it just to see what happens. <laughs> uh, That's so I funny. Don't, yeah, I don't buy it at all. Um, there's if you kind of do a deep dive into the Annabelle story. There's absolutely no evidence to, we've, we've only got Ed and Lorraine Warren's story to go mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on the record about the, I believe they were supposed to be nurses that um, had the doll originally. Uh, they they yes. had a psychic that came in that said, oh, there was a little girl called named Annabelle that died and his spirit is now in the, um, in the doll, we've got, there's no psychic has ever come forward to claim that that was them. There's there's literally, of all the people in the story, nobody has ever come forward and said that was them. Exactly. Uh, that, that's that been my, one of my biggest points too. And it's not out yet because I just finished recording and got it back from editing, but I actually did a part two. Um, I did a part one originally a few months ago on Annabelle. And then I've just done a part two that I'll be releasing right before I release our interview. And awesome. we, my friends and I, uh, some friends that have uh, joined on my as my research team, have uncovered some really crazy stuff the last couple weeks. Um, we actually found a newspaper article with the original Annabelle owners' names, their their real names. And um, to make sure the article was legitimate, I looked up the author and I found her, and she agreed to an interview. So I interviewed her. Oh. 
it was incredible. It was really interesting. And then well, after I, doing all that. yeah, I'll definitely send you the interview too. So you can listen to it. Please do, um, yeah. But she was really great to talk to. And it was really great to confirm that the article did exist in a legit newspaper. Cause I was convinced it was in like a tabloid or something. But um, mm. after I talked to her, I was given an anonymous tip for one of the players names, her real name, because I looked up the names and I found two people, but unfortunately they had passed. But the third one, I couldn't find her anywhere. And it turns out she it's because she has a changed name now, just her last name. But um, <clears throat> when as soon as I was told that, I found her instantly. And to make it even stranger, she I reached out to her on Facebook. I sent her a message. And then the next day, I woke up to being tagged in a post someone had made mocking Annabelle. And she's commenting and saying, that's my doll. And then I thought someone may have been messing with me and like faked the profile, but she commented that before I found her and her page goes back to 2010 with like many, many photos of her. And they, it looks like the woman in the article. Oh, and I really wanted to know, like, how can how people tell it's that? their doll though? Cause well, how can they tell it's their doll? Because it just looks like any other Raggedy Ann doll, which they mass well, he... produced. Yeah, they were commenting someone had made a video mocking Annabelle. It was Annabelle in her case, yeah. and it's it's Macaulay Culkin screaming, I'm not afraid anymore. And it's really funny. But the fact okay. that that's the video she decided to comment on, like, I really feel like I'm being oh, messed with somehow. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And I just thought it was so interesting and couldn't wait to share it with you. Yeah. I... So, sorry. The So, someone... someone called you said that's my doll as in the annabelle doll that's now in the warrens museum so this woman that we found that has the same name and looks like the woman in the art in the original article she's yes. the one who commented that okay and it's really bizarre and um she never did reply to my email or my message on facebook but a friend of mine is in a group she was in turns out and he commented on one of her posts and said, hey, I sent you a request just so you know, like, I'd like to talk to you. And, you know, he didn't specify what over. It was on a post about food. <laughs> and we just wanted to get her attention. And she replied, yeah, I saw your message, but I don't think I'll reply. I don't like to talk about her and put her in quotations. Uh, the, the question I just got with that is, like, unless there's some distinguishing features on the Annabelle doll, how could anyone tell that 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 a doll that was so long ago we're talking about i'm sure that the photograph is saying that they got a photograph of them with annabelle is quite an old photograph now mm -hmm. how would yes. you know that's the same doll exactly like when yeah. i look at that when i look at that annabelle doll i just see it no different to any other raggedy ann doll there's no rips there's no marks there's no one's put their name on it or anything like that, that i can see but to be fair we don't know what's written on the back of the doll or anything like that. We only really see what's up, uh, you know, from the front as you, as you face the case. Yes. And I, there's know, there's been... a, there's a, I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of questions that needs to be answered there. Agreed. And I've just been, my mind has been blown. And I, I thought I was on the verge of debunking her and then all of this happened. So I was pretty frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I, if they're if they're gonna just leave that there and not follow it up, I wouldn't. Uh, personally, I'm not so sure. I mean, you can't like disregard it completely, but a right, lot of right. that doesn't add up to me. 
a lot of that yeah, doesn't I, really I, I don't know how any I don't know how anyone can say that is my doll because like they would have that would have been in the seventies, right? Right. And why now, fifty years later and never before? And how would you even remember correct? And then how would you even remember oh that's my doll from my childhood? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. If, <laughs> well, if the Annabelle, if the Annabelle doll had like a giant scar across its face, a rip across its stuff, a rip across its face, or something like that, then yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's my doll because I ripped it like that as a kid, and there's photos of me with it. You know what I mean? But it isn't. It's just a regular Raggedy Ann doll. Right, right. And so, um, on top of that, the comments were deleted on the Raggedy Ann doll mm -hmm. post. Somebody deleted them. I, I wouldn't take too much. I mean, uh, again, you. it seems like you've already done your due diligence of following it up. I don't know how mm -hmm. much further you can go with that if they're not willing to, if they're just going to dangle a carrot in front of you and they're not going any further than that, I, I don't know. It doesn't, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't add up to me. Agreed. And um, we, we're, we're trying to keep up with it and make sure, like, if anything else comes up, we follow up. But as of now, that's it. That's all we got. Hmm. But I thought it was interesting yeah, the, and I wanted to share with you. No, uh, yeah, I, I do find it interesting. Like, when, you know, if you've got previous um, videos on this, I'd like to see them and anything else coming up. Because I find the whole thing with the Raggy, uh, the whole thing of Annabelle and the Warrens and all that very, very interesting. I, my, if anyone who knows my channel, um, you put, it probably wouldn't surprise you that I'm very, very skeptical uh, on the Warrens in general. There's yes. a lot uh, of uh, damning history and stories going around uh, about yes. particularly Ed, or Lorraine just as much, but particularly Ed as well. Um, mm -hmm. And also, like I'm sure you probably know this as well, uh, there's an episode of The Twilight Zone which is eerily similar to the Annabelle story. Yes, I do so know about that. This, and... I think it's in the 60s it first came out. It's like a Twilight yes. Zone episode. And like even the name of the mother's even named Annabelle. Yes, um, and, and I pointed the, that it's, out it's, and it's that a, shocks people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I, I mean, you can go watch it on YouTube. It's a good episode. I, I love the Twilight Zone. Um, and yes, it's, I watched uh, it. It's a bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, it's like, you know, child's play. You know, it's like, it probably would have heavily influenced um child's play as well the whole chucky doll but it's, yes. it's a doll that's a children's uh, this child's doll and this this doll gets very possessive of the of the child and goes around trying to kill people and you know it's it's the whole story it's all very very similar to what the warren sort of conjured up yes no i agree completely annabelle is one of them it's like i cover all the warrens cases that's what my show is about and i try to debunk what i can and point out any facts that are available and with annabelle i that's one i definitely do not believe in and i made it a little bit of a mission because i was contacted by one of the members of nesper because they were kind of mad about what i was doing and okay. they brought up one of the, right. yeah <laughs> So they brought up one of the stories that is like going around that's one of the so-called pieces of evidence of Annabelle's legitimacy and it's the motorcycle accident do you know about that yes 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 I've actually yeah go, you please go ahead but yeah I've heard about this motorcycle <laughs> okay so accident. this man yes exactly he calls me to be because I've had a couple guests that um ruffled the feathers of the Nesper crew a little bit 
And so he calls me to tell me some things. And one of the things he wants to tell me is about how he witnessed this motorcycle accident when he was eight years old in 1980. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't believe him at all. Like just the way he's talking to me, it's really hard to take him seriously. And it just feels like I'm being lied to. Like this is a big tall tale yeah. that, and, and it sounds rehearsed. And I found out later that he has told it the exact way he told it to me, um, to many other people, many other shows. And so he is very adamant that the motorcycle was coming down Route 25 in Monroe, Connecticut, down towards Bridgeport, Connecticut. And it, he says that the accident happened where Route 25 meets Route 8. Well, I found out, I actually was in a little Facebook group from people uh, of people in Monroe, Connecticut from the 70s and 80s. It was like a nostalgia group and they like reminisce about things. And so I asked mm-hmm. if anybody remembered this accident and I put the location that he says where it happened. And someone commented and said, that road did not exist in 1980. There you go. So yeah, we did some research. We <laughs> That's found a pretty the good construction records and I'm very excited that we debunked that one. Yeah. And then we, yeah, it, it just gets to a point where there's so, so many of these inconsistencies and falsehoods littered throughout the Warrens' uh, history, really. That yes. I, I, my, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a sort of saying that if there's just one turd in a swimming pool, you don't jump in it. And I've got that <laughs> kind of like thing with when it comes to Warrens, I'm like, you know, there, there's multiple turds in their swimming pool. I'm not, I'm not going to jump in it. I'm not going to. I can't believe it. Yeah, exactly. I agree completely. And I, when I started this, I was really one of those, I really wanted to believe in some stuff I would like take at face value and be like, oh, wow, that's incredible. Instead of thinking more along, like along the skeptical side. But the more I do this and the deeper I get, the less I can believe. And it, it's really helping filter out the nonsense. And I'm, I'm much better at looking at something with a skeptical eye and understanding what's happening versus being taken you know a fool by some trick of a camera or something absolutely and even like the, the, the apple hasn't really fallen too far with the tree as far as um pony goes as well like i think that's Agreed. all quite fascinating it's funny how you don't hear much from the warren's daughter but tony <laughs> is so like he, he's so aggressively um forthright with it with, with the claims on this and the yes. thing that i just can't get my head around with tony is like you know, he's you know he's anim- like annabelle's dangerous most dangerous doll in the world like oh there's it's a demon in that doll etc etc we don't let her out the case unless you know it's absolutely necessary he took it to vegas yeah exactly he's paid money to take people. it to vegas plain full of people yes. like yep if that was if that doll had anything that plane would have plummeted surely like something something Agreed. would have happened like if yes. you're like it's absolute nonsense it, yes, really, it really is, is. Mm-hmm. It, it's so obviously nonsense but so many people believe it they really do and it that's one of the reasons i think hollywood, I hollywood's a big part of it yeah yes, hollywood's yes. a big part of that yeah and that's one of the main reasons i started doing this was because I'm one of those people who wants to believe so bad, but I also hate the whole like trying to trick people just to get a view. I'm I'm not about that. And it felt like mm-hmm. this movie, this Conjuring movie comes out and the whole world is in an uproar because, oh my God, this happened. And I'm like, no, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really didn't. And don't even get started. Like, don't get me wrong. 
I actually like those movies. Uh, well, the first I two. do. Yeah. I, like, I actually think they're good movies. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not so much the third one. The third one, even by Conjuring standards, got a bit silly. It but, did. Um, I agree. But but the 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 first one. The problem you've got in particular with the first one, I'm not sure if you're aware about the history of Bathsheba Sherman with the first Conjuring movie, but that's... So in the movie, the plot is that Bathsheba Bathsheba Sherman, it's going to be tricky for me to say, she she was a witch, and Mm -hmm. she I believe is that she killed her child... Um, as a sacrifice to the devil or a demon or something like that. And now she is now the haunting in that house. And yes. that is uh, that that story, which is nothing more than a Hollywood story. It's writers in a writing room came up with that. It's mm-hmm. no truth in it whatsoever. And uh, every single YouTuber that now goes to the Conjuring house runs with that exact story to the point yes. now where this and she was a real woman she mm-hmm. lived around that area there is a grave she has a grave and the grave has been desecrated like her headstone's been um, broken off yes because i so was many very people believe she's that. a child killer and yep. it's like this yep. is a, when I, I often with my channel i get people coming to me and sort of saying uh Oh, what's the harm in it? All the rest of it. Well, that's what there's there's many, there's there's many real negative implications that happen where with uh when you start faking this stuff. But that is one of them, is yes. how and you might make the argument, oh, when you're dead, you're dead, who cares? Kind of thing. But I'll tell you what, if someone turns if, if I if I found out, if I could if I could have a crystal ball and I could find out, oh, in a hundred, two hundred years, everyone's gonna remember me as someone who ki- killed my child, I'd be livid. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's terrible to be remembered that it's, way. It's one of the worst things true. you can, yeah, it's one of the worst things you can call someone. And, you know, it, it would be fine, of course, if you're talking about a completely fictitious person, but you're not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that really upset me. I did a whole a whole little segment in my episode on the farm, um, the Conjuring Farm, because I didn't call it the Conjuring, the name kind of bugs me. But um, I just, I talked about that and how upsetting it was for like, such a time when like because there I guess there was some sort of record um I was told recently that some of these records have been faked and they're not real but I read that there might have been a record that she was on trial for something and that got misconstrued and turned into the whole she's a witch and killed her baby thing and Mm. it's like they just twisted any kind of real history they could find and made this story out of it yeah like I say it, it it's quite worrying when that can happen like when you could there's no reason to bring her name into it as well if you're making a movie it's Agreed. like it, the, the problem is it's like when they when they cut they, they but they want that title uh, that that little sentence at the beginning of this is based on real events mm-hmm. and you know I, i'm sure as you know the real event is the uh perrin is that the name of the family yes uh yeah that, that, that the father punched ed in the face and threw him out of the house <laughs> yes <laughs> You know, like you know, that that wouldn't make such a great movie. But you know, I agree that pretty much where they what they mean by based on a real event is that literally the Warrens went to this house, and that was it. Like they visited yep. the house. It goes like, like the Enfield case is even worse because according to uh, I think Leon Playview is the name of the the lead investigator of the Enfield case. They said the Warrens oh, yeah. were there for three hours, and then they were yeah, told to and leave. There was- yeah, yeah, it was Guy Lyon Playfair and Morris Gross. Guy Lyon, that's a Playfair, thank you, yes. 
Yeah. And then, so I did some research on this because this one actually bugged me a lot because it really bothered me that the real women were saying in like the extras of the film that like, yeah, the Warrens saved my life and we wouldn't, you know, we've been mm. lost without them. And like that stuff really got on my nerves because I knew the history of Maurice and Guyline Playfair. And so when I looked into that, my goal was to prove that they actually did not go or at least, you know, didn't stay. And I did find Ed even wrote in his own book. He was only there for a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 exactly. They were, and then also alleged, allegedly, you should say, is that um, Ed said to them that you can, you're on a gold mine. Really? He said oh, that you that can make, yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, like he said that. I mean, it's all alleged, but like, Playfair said that, like you know, allegedly that um, Ed said you're, you're, you're sitting on a gold mine here. Wow. Yeah, I heard a rumor that he offered guy money if he'd participate with him. Hmm. Yeah, that's that there's a lot. Crazy. There's a lot of there's a lot of very dodgy stuff about uh, a lot of people. People who seem to like have their eyes open with the Warrens, but still have one foot, you know, were wanting to believe and sort of say that oh, in the early stages with the Warrens, they might have um, been more legit. And then mm -hmm. with the money and the fame, they just started faking stuff because they want to, you know, because you got to keep going bigger and bigger. I mean, there may be some truth that there was. It was a bit more legit. I think stages, they had really a really know. intense Maybe. interest. Yeah, there was an intense interest versus like they probably didn't, they weren't as aware when they started how they could go with it, but it was quickly like, I feel like Ed really, yeah, and I feel like Ed put a lot of effort into figuring out how he could make something of it. Because I read um, one of the first times they um, experienced a haunted location was um, at uh, in, in Hineker where they went to the Oceanborn Mary house and uh, Lorraine claimed she had an out-of-body experience. Um, Ed said, you know, it was really eerie feeling and they didn't say a whole lot about it, but like in the sixties, the guy who owned it, when he passed away, he admitted he faked it all. Mm. <laughs> so I feel I like saying, they just... may have got some like ideas from him. Yeah. There's just the more you kind of like, yeah, the, dig, the deeper you dig, the more and more turds end up in that swimming pool. Yes, it's crazy. And every time I find something new, I get so excited. It's really silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let me see if I had any other questions for you. So, yeah, I want to know how you feel about, okay, so recently I had a discussion with someone on my podcast. They were telling me about how they, when they were around the Warrens back in the day and stuff, and they spent a lot of time in the museum, that they actually realized that some of the things they, he, they were seeing in the museum, they'd seen in a local thrift store. And they felt like the Warrens were just buying up every random obscure thing they could find and slapping a story on it. So how do you feel about the Warrens Museum? Oh well, if you if you see the actual museum itself, it is just littered yeah. with artifacts. And if you think about every single one of those artifacts, has to have a backstory to it. Has to have an original owner. Has to have a claim. Has to have mm -hmm. something. A like you know something must. If you each and every single one of those items, something must have happened in order. You know, if we're talking this being legit, mm -hmm. in order for someone to make the effort to call the Warrens to say, I don't know what to do with this, or I don't <laughs> know what's going on here, help me. 
rather yeah. than the <laughs> majority, and I would imagine if you were if put it this way, if I was going around my day-to-day business and I realized like a um pot plant might be the cause of some issues that are going on in my house, I wouldn't think to call some demonologists or a psychic <laughs> about it. I just throw it in the bin. Yeah. That's the thing I don't quite understand. Like, you know, it's just it's very it's, it might sound simple, but it really is a sim- it really is like just defies logic that and you could make the argument, I suppose, that oh, they don't want it out there because it's dangerous. I don't think most people think that way. I think most people just think, what's the easiest solution to make this stop? I'm gonna throw it in the bin and then it's yeah. in a trash heap. Exactly. And that's a lot the of thing. When you throw it in just... a bin, it doesn't usually end up in someone else's house. It usually goes to a tip. Yeah, exactly. And that's it, it's gone forever. It's like it's lost in a tip. <laughs> you can go, yeah, those and... demons can haunt a haunt a rubbish tip as much as they like. Like it's just yeah. it's like basic things like that. And you and like I say, when you look at that museum, it is full of junk. It's full mm-hmm. of oh well, let's okay, let's just call it let's be kind and call it artifacts. It's full of them. Like <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. And you know, you would be like the logical explanation is that that means there's hundreds and hundreds of people that have called on the war. Where are they? Yeah, I wonder that too. And I recently was told that um, every now and then they would find a case that they thought was kind of legit, and then they wouldn't exploit it because the people it was legit, and they would they wouldn't agree to be faking it and you know ex- exacerbating and you know exaggerating what was really happening, and so they just moved on to the next. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy. I, it, to be honest, there's very little about the Warrens I buy. Agreed, very, agreed. very little. <laughs> I, the more I do, like, I, I've always had a feeling. Um, it started with my mom telling me she had a feeling that she thought they were full of crap. And then it just evolved into this as an adult. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, 100%. Like, all, all I would like to know is, like, if, if those artifacts are legit, why is there no, nothing to back any of them up? If they are cases, is there no documentation? about mm-hmm. what each you know where they gathered these these artifacts from the names of the families or the people who own them they gathered from uh what they could and couldn't do some of the examples like it's clearly just you know because that actually would be work that would be taking it quite responsibly you know you're like yes. you're, you're then because this is a big claim that the warrens do is that it's it's supposed to be a museum it's supposed to be this is what tony says anyway evidence you're 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 compiling evidence you're um putting forward a case study for people to examine and study the paranormal well what are you how are you going to study anything if we don't know the backstory to any of this if there's no exactly if there's no one to corroborate exactly what these eyes are supposed to do then you and this is why i i made a video on uh when overnight went there and uh at the warren's museum and i kind Mm -hmm. of hardly spoke about overnight at all it just pretty much all went on tony and uh that's pretty much the thing i've got it's like he, he says this is evidence of the paranormal i said unless you can back up the claims you, you the only like, you know stop using the word evidence when you don't know what it means you all exactly. you have is evidence that you've got a room full of junk yes it's not evidence if you can't prove that things do what you claim they can do mm-hmm 
And I've noticed a lot, he'll say, I have the evidence, and then he'll change the subject or move on to the next subject or, uh, you know, he never, ever provides any oh, evidence. Oh, it's, it's full of talk. In the, in the video I watched of him, he was saying the Annabelle doll had real, he said, he said there was a couple of ladies that came to them to do a private tour, which again, in itself is crazy that he's doing private tours with people, you know, when it's supposed to be so incredibly dangerous, but the guy doesn't mm -hmm. say no to money. Um, yep. And he he claimed that the girls took photos of Annabelle and behind the button eyes of the Raggedy Ann doll were real demon-like eyes. And he said like they were looking one direction and they were looking another in, this, in the different photos. Doesn't show the photos. Never seen yeah. them. Yeah. They're, not, yeah, never they're nowhere it. to be found. Why say that? Why give us that story if there's literally nothing to back it up with? And he's there yep. going, it's real. It's real. He's saying it's real. Like, prove it. Yep, yep. Yeah, when uh, I was... Show me, if you can show us that, prove it. The amount exactly. of people that have looked at that doll, that doll has been on, on film, no one's ever seen anything like that. Yep. And if, if you're so intent on proving and making and having people take you seriously, why would you not share that evidence? Exactly. Yeah, he, he drives me really crazy. Um, he likes to point out things a lot that he says is true and he's so matter of fact and that gets on my nerves so bad like this is this and this is that and this is a demonically position like how do you know who told you like no one knows that for sure for any case or you know like yeah i often wonder because you know he was saying that oh lorraine was a psychic and um editor demonologist but he doesn't claim to be any of those things he's just the caretaker Sometimes he does to be psychic. He has, oh, I have seen he? him on video. Oh, I'm not heard of that. Okay. Yeah, I just recently watched a video where he said he was a psychic investigator. And I was like, uh-huh. What? What? <laughs> and then I also got um someone showed me Ed Warren had business cards saying he was a criminal investigator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever sticks. Yep, yep. They just tried throwing, everything. throwing throwing mud on the wall, hoping something that sticks. Yes, yes. And another thing that I learned that really bothered me, um, they they have I, this. So if they're supposed to be legitimate people doing legitimate things, why did they change their name? Their name is not Warren. Their name is Miney. Oh, I didn't and know that. Ed's name. Okay. Ed's That's name. Yeah. And Ed's first name is Warren. It's Warren Miney and then Lorraine Miney. And then their stage names are Lorraine and Ed Warren. And like right. all everything he ever signed or like all like his um paper paperwork and stuff that he signs and his paintings they're all signed warren hmm. and no no one ever talks about that and it's really weird to me because uh, um i i learned about that because when i was searching their ancestry and stuff and getting their information for their episode where i covered their personal histories and everything that's when i found out their names and i also found newspaper articles where ed was accused of assault when he was 17 with the name warren Miney. Huh. This, no, I didn't know whole, that. That's interesting. Yeah, their whole their whole thing, their whole story, their whole everything is so from the beginning just interesting and sketchy and weird. I'm sure you've also heard about uh I'm not sure if this is fact or if this is allegations or alleged, but about um Ed's affair. Yes, I know a lot about that one actually. I so plan to I do an episode on it. That, right. Is it is it true? So or is it um 
I personally believe, yes, it happened. But on the flip side of that, I do not believe the woman feels she is a victim. She does not. No, that's what I understand. Yeah, because she was with him for yeah. a very long time, right? Yes, and she like, had So, so what I'm saying, she got with him when she was very, very young. He yes, was older the rumor than she is, was young, but she yeah. stayed with him for a long time. But then they argue in there is that, was he grooming her and she just stayed with him because exactly. she was groomed? Yes, um, she was supposed to be have been 15. Um, they met on a bus he drove. And um, he had been, he was supposed to have been 35. And then I guess he moved her in right away and told family, like, I even had someone confirm this recently. He, there was a rumor that he was telling people she was a cousin or a niece. And I had someone comment on that group that I'm trying to like, you know, get information from if, you know, anybody has any memories or experiences. And someone said they remember going to the Warrens Museum and speaking to their niece, Penny. And that's her last name. Um, and then she she's confirmed herself that she lived in that apartment for 40 years. There's an apartment above the garage. And she's also got a public Facebook page that she posts tons and tons of photos of her and Ed and memories and tells, you know, says how much she loves him and misses him. And it's she's very much not a victim in her own eyes. You know, yeah, even to this day. Yeah, okay. Because um, Lorraine was aware of it, wasn't she? Yes, that's also the rumor, too. And there are pictures of Judy and Lorraine on Judy's Facebook page from when she was 19. She says that she's 19 and they're sitting on Lorraine's father's lap. Hmm. It's very interesting. It's very, um, there's, I've, so I've talked to several people. I have several people that have come to me and asked to remain either anonymous or completely off the record and just wanted to share. Um, One of them said I was on the right track. Someone told me I needed to trust my gut. Whatever I felt was true was probably true. So it's been interesting. There you go. Okay. Hmm. But actually, um, I think I'm out of questions for you. Um, I did want to give you a chance to talk about your show anymore. Tell us where we can find you. Um. Well, we could uh, we could talk about maybe some like non Warren stuff. Oh yeah, let's do that too. What what are you working on right now? Like oh yeah, we did talk about when I the reason I found you was because of the uh, Sam and Colby and Seth. Oh, Sam and Colby, and, yes. Yeah, and Kristen. So what are you working on now after you did your interview with Kristen? Yeah, so that now the I, I'd like to think the Sam and Colby thing is done from as far as my my involvement there. Anyway, I, I don't I. I Unless I, I think I mentioned this in the last video. Unless something really big comes up, I don't really want to do another video on it. Yeah. Um, so what I do when for my members and patrons is that I put a vote. I put three channels that I'd like to react to up, and then they get the final say on uh, who I react to that week. So the next channel uh, I'm reacting to or going to debunk is Project Fear. Oh, nice! I'm excited for that. Yeah, so the last one was uh, Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that. That was Zach good. Baggins. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, I bet. <laughs> so, yeah, so so uh, Project Fear is the next one, which I've never watched before. I've seen Ghost Adventures many times, but I've never, this was the first time I watched Project Fear, or and I never watched Destination Fear either, so I've just never seen those group of people on a ghost hunt before. Uh, so, yeah, that that's what I'm working on at the moment. 
Oh, nice. I'm excited for that. Um, I've never watched those shows either, but uh, because of your show, I've been looking into more of them just so I can see like what's out there because I've been so engrossed in my Warren's research. I've missed out on everything that's current. And then that's when I got sent your Sam and Colby uh, video. And I was like, oh, wow, what is going on in the paranormal world? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that one did happen a while ago. But uh, yeah, if you... So uh, with that whole Sam and Colby with my involvement with the Sam Colby fiasco, a lot of people criticize me and the source and even Kristen. Um, yeah. The so, so the source who leaked the video to me and uh, Kristen as well, who I did end up doing the interview with, they kind of like just um, accused all of us for jumping on uh, a bandwagon with the timing of Sam Colby's more recent Conjuring House yes, yes. Um, videos. So th there was a lot of controversy around there and uh, with Cody and Satori. And I'm not sure if you've seen that, if you know how much you know about them too, but they ended up doing like a little photo shoot where they were kind of mimicking the Warrens. Um, really? You know, in a little wow. photo. Yeah, they're, they're, they're dressed like, you know, she dresses Lorraine, he's dressed as Ed. And they, they're dressed in like kind of like almost like a 70s outside with 70s kind of like um, recording equipment. And I don't know, it's a, it's a bit cringy. It's, um, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a bit like that's clearly what they're going for here. And it's, uh, yeah, it is. I don't know, if you want to be taking legitimate, really, really legitimate, maybe don't emulate, emulate the Warrens. <laughs> Seriously, but, that seems so wrong. <laughs> but they're not, I, I mean, I don't know. This is the thing. Like, this is the interesting thing about Tori. They, there's been a lot of speculation, which I, you know, if I was a, uh, betting man i would very much put my money on them being fake but they yeah. haven't been debunked because now they were the only person that had the only group that had the opportunity to debunk them was sam and colby which well let's just say aren't the uh you know sharpest knives in the box so um they <laughs> yeah. they like the shape did a video on this where he debunked their debunk that sort of saying like this is not legitimate at all and I mm -hmm. won't go into all that now because it's, it's a lot of explaining to do. If anyone's interested, go find the Chase video on that. And Beardo Gets Scared uh, has done a whole bunch of like really, really good um, uh, uh, videos on the Sam Colby and um, Kobe Satori thing. And there's also a really good channel called The Debunk. He just goes by The Debunker. And he's done some really good deep dives into this as well. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, he's he's only just started this guy. I've only he's only got a few videos out, but he's he does he does some really good stuff. Um but yeah, it's uh it's it's fishy. Let's put it that yeah. way. It's very fishy. I agree completely. And I, I watched some of your videos on uh uh Cody and Satori and that was really interesting, some of the stuff you pointed out. And recently I was a little frustrated with Andrea Perrin because she is now promoting um, Sam and Colby's conjuring thing, of course, because it's her house, but someone reached out sure. to me also recently to tell me that a bunch of, um, inside things about Andrew Perrin and the, the, the farm and stuff too. So I'll be doing a part two on that episode as well. Oh, okay. Cause I interviewed, I got to interview Andrew Perrin and this was in the beginning stages of my show. And I was very, very fangirl moment having, you know, like I was so shocked that she even agreed and I was, you know, giddy and I, I believed her and I thought her story was real because I'd read her books and she agreed to talk to me and she sounded so genuine. And then all this stuff that's coming out and all this stuff that's being debunked. And 
I'm, 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 my eyes are opening. And then the fact that she is now promoting them really just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I think Sam and Colby uh, are entertaining at what they do. They are entertainers. Uh, yes, I think definitely. anyone is, nobody should be taking them too seriously when it comes to paranormal investigations. They are there to make, they are there to make money, but they're there to entertain. They're there to um, be showmen. They're not really there. They, they are not the guys to go to for answers if you're really actually looking for answers. In Yes, agreed. Which is, which is, even the people that are legitimate to find answers, it's it's a minefield. It's so slow. And like, put it this way, my, my sort of feeling in general since starting this channel, because a lot of people... When they when they think of the debunking community, they think that it's debunkers versus ghost hunters and paranormal investigators, and it's actually not the case whatsoever. the The channels that don't get the crazy high views that are actually doing paranormal investigations and trying to find answers into the big one of the biggest questions that we have um, as as a human race, I suppose is is there an afterlife? Is there such a thing as spirits? What happens when we die? Mm -hmm. Um, those guys are out there trying to find the, and they don't, there's no theatrics. They use very little, um, like they don't use the nonsense stuff like the apps. Um, and very few of the overly, that they've been completely debunked. A lot of the equipment has been completely debunked. They, they go there as bare bones as they can. And guess what? Very little to nothing happens. Yes. Very rarely does anything ever happen. So when you get any of these Big channels like Sam and Colby, like Twin Paranormal, Yasko, uh, Oh My Gosh, et cetera, et cetera, where they go to these places and it doesn't stop. They literally say things like, oh, we yep. walk through the door and instantly there's activity. There's yep. scratches, there's banging, there's shadow figures, there's ex- all this. And you're, you've got to kind of look at that and go, well, like whether it be Joe Vitale or PSI or uh uh Ouija brothers you know a lot of these a lot of, there's a lot of channels out there that are known for not faking this stuff and they go to these places and little to nothing happens yep and a lot of uh really genuine investigators and ghost hunters will tell you that like you might yes. not get anything for you know nights at a time and then suddenly you'll get one tiny little thing and yep you might get one norm. evp one footstep get one bang you might yep. see a shadow. You you can't tell what it is. But these people are actually very much like to work side by side with the debunkers. They actually, yeah, they, they see us as they see us as allies. Yes, um, definitely. And they they get very frustrated because ultimately, when you get say twin paranormal who are outright lying with their with their contents, like they are faking stuff. They've been debunked faking stuff time and time again. Um, not just me, lots of other channels as well. They exaggerate and they make false claims, whatever it might be. When they are getting all this crazy evidence and then somebody else, even a non, not, not even necessarily a, uh, you know, like a, a known paranormal investigation team, just some some guys who want to go, hey, I live down the road from you know, whatever this cabin is that's supposed to be haunted, let's go rent it out. And they go there and they get frustrated because mm-hmm. they're like, why are we not getting all this crazy yep. evidence? Because it it doesn't it's work not how like it that. works. If, yeah. If if there even is, and that's the thing, there's 
I don't believe there's by any means a concrete answer to yes, there are ghosts. I I I, I still have not found that evidence as maybe though one hundred percent it is, and I may never find that. And I'm including that even as someone who believes they, who may have seen a ghost, even I debunk myself. Yeah. I debunk what I believe I've seen all the time. Yeah, all the time I do. So it's not like. I'm picking on anyone else. I do this to myself, and I think everyone should be. But I agree. When, yeah, exactly, very much so. And when um, you don't get the answers that all these other big channels are sort of getting, it can leave you very frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And then, and then they turn to the people that are faking it and they're like, well, this, they're getting it, you know, and they're getting it every, you know, every couple of minutes it's popping off. And, you know, so it's, it's frustrating that people think that's how it is. And they take that and they don't, they don't accept that it's just not that way. They refuse to accept it. Hmm. Oh yeah. God, I've, that's one thing I've very much noticed inside this channel is the, um, I don't know. The, the, uh, let's, just, let's say in a nice way, the passion that people will go to defend yeah, some of sure. these. Uh, well, even well, you could. I mean, I've had one where I've outright proven without a shadow of a doubt that they lie about. Like mind seed, in particular, is one where I show like they, they lie about this and they lie about that, and then people going making all the excuses they can and mm-hmm. uh, completely like t- m- leaving them with no accountability whatsoever. And yeah. in the case, I won't go into the whole mind thing, but in case of for the person who I would consider like a victim in the whole thing, or at least someone who's kind of like had to be le- left with the repercussions of what mind did, that sh- she was blamed for their uh, actions. Oh and no! And I was even bl- and I was blamed very much so for <laughs> b- telling her what happened. Like Jeez. their like their exact attitude is she should say ignorance. Yeah, on, yeah. Because... On the matter with the mind seed thing, because you know, God forbid, mind seeds video gets debunked. It's 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 crazy, really. It's crazy. Yeah. But in saying that, I have we have we in the debunking community and in like the paranormal investigations or community, we are no we are noticing that more and more people are seem seem to be coming around to our way. Yes. thinking and this is the thing as well where i think is another falsehood where people assume that people like me or being go scared or you know mr gray world of mr gray they believe that we're all just non-believers we don't believe in it whatsoever and like a lot of us don't actually think that way we're skeptical but being mm-hmm. skeptical is very different to being a non-believer at least as far as yeah. i'm concerned and you're being like I, said earlier, I, I believe that's it. Well, I believe I've seen some. I saw something when I was a kid, and that stays mm-hmm. with you. Yes. So when that when that sort of thing happens, you you want to see evidence. You want to see answers. You want to see. You don't want the fake shenanigans going on. You you want to see something that's actually legitimate. Yeah, you need confirmation. And then, and that's the thing. Like it, so, it kind of makes a mockery of the whole thing when you get ghost adventures or whoever it is and like people who are getting possessed every episode yes, and yes. just these wild things happening which i gotta admit is entertaining i even i will admit is entertaining it's funny like yes. uh, but as long as you know <laughs> but as long as you're aware this is this should be mocked and it's exactly, entertaining yeah. in that kind of way not oh this is 
legitimate this is real you know what I mean yeah yeah in in your video where you were um, talking about Zach Baggins and his show and how you said it felt like every two minutes something was happening and I recently had a guest who confirmed for me they pitched their ghost hunting team to a company to do a show a producer and they came back with and told them look you have to have some sort of action every three minutes or we can't sign you yeah that sounds about right yeah. Because so, that, and that's one thing I will say is like, you know, that's the difference between T. I, I mentioned this in the in that video, mate. There's a big, big difference with pace and tone and almost everything, to be honest here, between a television ghost hunting show and a YouTube ghost hunting show. Yes. So, say the paranormal files, like their videos will go on for three hours. It's like ridiculous sometimes. Some, some of the videos go on for four hours. Like they're crazy long, the paranormal files. Now, they can have long moments of silence and they try to, whether they're succeeding or not, that's up to the viewer, I suppose. But they're what they're trying to do is like build tension and unease and suspense. And they're trying to, but because, um, go like let's say Ghost Adventures, for instance, it's got to squeeze into 42, 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's Bang, 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 bang. And like some of the things they said, like what and the one I said, they 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 were trying to say that they had a ghost in the background of the thermal cam. Now that would be, I mean, it, it's nonsense, but like that, if if they really do believe that's a ghost, that should be the whole episode. Like yeah. you have found a ghost. You have found the 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 thing that the the holy grail of paranormal mm-hmm. investigation. You found a full-bodied apparition. And it goes on for three minutes and they got to go on to the next thing. Yeah. And you can't think about that further. You can't address it further. You can't, you know, you can't they do don't anything debunk except. It. Yeah. They don't try and debunk it. They don't, they don't offer any other explanation what it could have been. They don't say where all the other members of their team were during that. Like that should be a deep dive. Just that one image alone. And it, it's glossed over pretty quickly. Yeah, and it could be it could have been taken more seriously as well if they just paid attention to the the main thing that they caught. Yeah, but that's that is just TV in general when it comes to these yeah. things. It's very I mean, especially like the Discovery Channel or the Travel Channel, they know that they're they know is out and out entertainment, and that's very much all that they're interested in. Yeah, it's just to entertain. Yep. So Tony Spira has um, apparently an entertainment company. It's called TCD Entertainment. And to me, if you are running a business that's supposed to be, you know, educating, like he said, educating people on the paranormal, it wouldn't have the word entertainment in it. Yeah. It's supposed to be education. He says that repeatedly. Yeah. That. So... I was asked recently, uh, what's my end goal? Like, what would I ideally like to happen, uh, you know, with if if with, with the channel going forward? Like, you know, what 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 would I what would I ideally like to come off this? Uh, and I think a big part of it is that is like for all of the entertainment type ghost hunting YouTube channels to put entertainment in the description yes. and the about section and maybe even at the very beginning like a disclaimer at the beginning of the yes. videos to clearly state it's entertainment and if it's entertainment 
this is the thing I this is the argument I keep making. Like, let's just take Mindseed for instance. I actually like Mindseed because I know it's it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Mindseed at the beginning of the each of their videos had a disclaimer saying this is for entertainment purpose only, it doesn't then have to be kept confined within the realms of reality. Reality, right. excuse me. It can then be like, hey, you could get chased by a demon. You can conjure up whatever you want. You can experience portals. You can you can do. You could be hunted by a witch. You could make every episode like the Blair Witch Project in that kind of shaky shaky cam kind of way. You could have mm-hmm. an ongoing storyline where all these things keep happening. To you. each episode could be like a movie because they are genuinely good filmmakers. They're very talented yes. filmmakers, Agreed. and they know how to build suspense so well. So if they just dropped the whole, this is real. And a lot of the other funny thing about Mindseed is a lot of people come to me and sort of say, oh, why are you even bothering Mindseed? They, they say they're entertainment. It's like, no, they don't. But people assume they do. Wow, yeah. So like a lot of so if you go into the Mindseed uh, about section or in the videos, they don't say it. I think they mu- the thing is, I, I can't prove it because I think they would have deleted it. So many people came to me saying that. And then I asked every one of them to help, including other debunkers, came to me and said, you know, they, they, they do say they're entertainment. I was like, find me where they say that. They can't yeah. find it. Wow. Because I think I think a while back they did state it and then they had pretty much tried their best to retract it. Yeah. Because the very first MyC video I did before I got into like the the – the, the whole saga with the Airbnbs, Casey Nolan, who's the main guy in Miser, he's he goes, he says, looking right at the camera, he says, and he addresses debunkers, and he says, you debunkers are not here when this is happening. Uh, you don't, you know, you can't, you can try and disprove it, but until you're here, you can't say anything kind of thing. I'm like, well, if you're, if you are entertainment, why are you challenging debunkers? Why are yeah. you talking to debunkers? You wouldn't have, debunkers wouldn't be, wouldn't, comment on your channel other than saying it's good if you were legitimately entertainment exactly or if you stated you stated your entertainment should i say no you're good yeah i know i agree completely and if they did state that they were entertainment we wouldn't get like so being an enthusiast for the paranormal i get people send me videos all the time where to me it's clearly a fake it's clearly someone fooling around or trying to make it look real and i'll tell the person who sent me that no, that's not real. And this is why. And they're like, oh, I thought it was real. I I had to show you because I thought it was real. And if people were just, if they would just watch it as entertainment, they wouldn't be so quick to be afraid Mm -hmm. of it, to show a person that is, you know, would be afraid of it too, to spread it because that's the problem. They're spreading it. And the people that aren't understanding it's fake are perpetuating that it's not fake. And that's where it gets frustrating for me. Mm, Me too. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, what I will say, um, uh, if I can put in like a quick shameless plug, because um, just earlier we were talking about uh, the Conjuring House, is in March next year I will be going to the Conjuring House. I'm going to be taking oh, a trip really? to America. Yeah, so we uh, we'll be going to uh, the Conjuring House with, um, and I'll be going with Entity Seven Paranormal Joe Fatali. Uh, so he has his own channel. Um, okay. Don't type in just Joe Fatale because it comes up with some senator in some state, <laughs> some politician. 
And so you have to unfortunately type in Entity 7 Paranormal Joe Vitale. And also uh, Weeping Willow Paranormal. They're going to be joining us as well. Um, that's awesome and uh, yeah we're going to we're going to have a little look around mainly because, uh, the big reason i want to do that is i've had a lot of people say to me oh you talk big behind your screen but go to the concert yeah. house and sit in the basement alone and mm -hmm. uh, we'll see you know we'll see how tough you are and i'm like i will 100 do that Agreed. i'll sit down I in that basement do i'll do a live stream uh from down in that basement and um yeah we'll we'll see how we'll see what happens I am so excited for you, and I cannot wait to see that. That's going to be great. I say, we're I'm all so very excited, excited for you. Yeah, I can't wait and to see how that goes. Hopefully, as well. I think this is. I think there's a very good chance this will happen. It's just. It's, I got uh, the invitation, so I'm just trying to work out dates while I'm in America. But hopefully, she'll be going to the Bel Air house as well. Because Kristen. Oh, um, very good. Yeah, that's wonderful. Oh, great! I am so excited for you. I cannot wait for this to come out. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. But yeah, so so it'll be uh, so I'm taking um, a trip over to the states in March. Very good. I hope you enjoy that. I can't wait to hear about how it goes. Yeah, I'm very excited. I want to try to. Um, I'm trying to gather some friends to go up there and experience it because I'm the same. I will definitely go. I would touch Annabelle. I understood Seth being a, you know, even though he's being disrespectful, I still would have been wanting to touch her too. So <laughs> I want to see. I don't, that's this. the thing. I don't really know how Seth did it, I suppose. But um, so I don't know. Like, you know, I haven't watched the video, so I don't know how he's gone about trying to touch that Annabelle doll. But um, all said and done, you are, you know, I, I I would love to get hold of that doll and drop kick it, which I know is obviously very disrespectful, <laughs> but because uh, it's someone else's property. After the whole Sam and Colby thing, I won't actually be doing yeah. it, everyone. <laughs> I just want to make that abundantly clear. I'm just saying it's something I would like to do, given the reputation. I of understand. Doll. Yes. Yes. I talked about <laughs> Seth, and I, I probably should have said, said that I at understood. the very beginning of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I understand completely because I even said in my last episode that I thought, you know, I I think Seth is disrespectful and stuff based on my knowledge from your videos and then seeing that one and how he was acting I just automatically picked up on the disrespect but I understood how, why he wanted to touch her I definitely would do the same like I, I commiserated with that whole idea like I definitely want yeah, to go in there snatch done, her out if you are yeah if you are in someone else's you know property you've got to abide by the rules that they set you know which is actually quite wild that he tried to do that given everything that just if he if he filmed that before my video on the Bel Air house, that's actually quite amazing. If he tried to do that, given I the context was, of everything, um, if he filmed it before yeah. it, I can sort of uh, maybe I can understand it. But if he filmed it afterwards, that's wild. Yeah, I'm not. I think he did it before, but I'll have to go and check. I'll send you the link. But yeah, he didn't. So it was weird. He would. They were talking and they were trying to be serious for you know their footage, and then there's a short clip where you can hear Tony yelling at Seth not to touch the doll. And one of the other people say, yeah, he's been trying to touch it. And then Seth looks down at the camera and he's like, yeah, I've tried to touch it like 10 times now. Right. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, like, I, I, I I'm, I'm, I I'm too, conflicted. But... I'm conflicted on it because, yeah, you, you, you've got to abide by the wishes and respect the, uh, the owners of that place. But at the same time, I would love to drop kick that doll. I want to, you know. Yeah disrespect it if ever i go yeah. there i'll just like insult it you know what yeah I mean? exactly like, just, exactly well i've got a just, story for you then 
before before I let you go, a little a little fun story about someone who did get to take Annabelle in their possession for a brief moment alone. Okay. Um, the woman, the woman who wrote the article, the very first article about her in the seventies, she was uh, she said she was a neutral party and was just hired to write the story. And she asked them, she asked the Warrens and the doll owners, can I take the doll with me to the news studio so I can take photos of it? And they were like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So she takes it and she says, I put it in the backseat of my car. And she said, I looked back there at, the, at it and it was staring at me. And then she kind of, she doesn't say much else. And then she completely changes the subject. So absolutely nothing happened to her with the doll in her possession. She just yeah. thought it was a little creepy. <laughs> this is the thing as well, like, I would say I don't. I'm not going to say that people in the 70s were dumber by any stretch, but obviously, without the fountain of knowledge we have at our fingertips with the yes. internet, if someone gives you this tool and they just say, "Trust me, this is the story how it happened," and you've got no, you know, I, I suppose she was a reporter, so she does have a means to, to try and like um, confirm that the stories are true or not. But it would be a lot harder, of course, than what we're able to do. Now you yeah. just kind of believe it, I think, yeah. and so and you might. You're obviously more susceptible. This is it. When you believe something, things that aren't there. This is just human psychology. This is what we do. This is why a lot of my debunking, I try and like gauge into just human psychology. We think things are there when they're not because yes. we want them to be there. And that's when I say I debunk myself with the ghost story that I had way back when. That's what I keep coming back to is that. I wanted to see something there, and I did. Yeah, okay. Would you mind sharing that story? Yeah, uh, so it was when I was, like, 12, we went to uh, the uh, – so me, my me, my mum, my brother, and my dad uh, all watched a show. There was a show in England called uh, Strange But True, and it was, like, little ghost stories, uh, two ghost stories in a 30-minute um, episode. And one of them was uh, they're supposed to be hauntings, these ghosts in the underground tunnels of Dover Castle. Uh, and the more recent history of this like medieval castle is in World War II, it became an underground hospital. So there's been a lot of death, a lot of suffering um, there. And in the episode, it says that there is a uh, man dressed in World War II attire that roams the tunnels like a ghost. And so we went there. My dad doesn't believe in it at all, but he just wanted to go for the history. Me, my mum and my brother wanted to go see the ghost. So <laughs> keep that in mind. That's very important that we actually went to there to see the ghost. Now, aesthetically, the look of the, these tunnels are every bit as cliche creepy as you could imagine medieval tunnels to be. It's just dank and gloomy and gross, but awesome at the same time. It's just it's a very unique place to go visit. Um, uh, but the thing that kind of makes me, which I can't answer is to this day, me, so I, my brother would have been 10. I would have been about 12. My brother was like eight or nine, eight, nine or 10. I can't remember. I was around 11 or 12. Um, and my mum was obviously an adult and we all remember, we all say to this day, we all look down the tunnel and it's very, very, very long tunnel. And it, bear in mind, these are these are guided tours, so you're not allowed to go down these tunnels. Like every to go visit this, it's a it's a historical preserved site. So you can't just roam around the tunnels as you will. You have to go on a guided tour. But down one of these tunnels, 
all three of us, we all, my, my dad wasn't with us, but he was ahead of the tour. So the three of us still to this day remember we saw a man dressed in World War II attire walking out of one of the rooms or wards and straight through the wall off the tunnel. Oh, wow. So I that's, always that's kind of wrestled with myself. Is, yeah, it was, it was a full-bodied apparition. Um, and to this day, I still kind of wrestle with, like, we were, you know, do, are we just um, feeding off each other's kind of like, you know, interpretation of what happened? Uh, memory is not very good, especially distant memory yes. like that. I could be, this could be, um, I, I, I could be, I, I could have created a sort of fantasy what happens and this is how I remember it. I don't know. It's it's There's a lot going on there that I always kind of question. I saw what I saw. But the thing that always comes back to with me is, to this day, the three of us all believe we saw the same thing. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty uh, compelling that all three of you saw it. Mm, at the same time, yeah. But what was also yeah, funny and the about fact it, that even though me and my brother were kids, none of us screams like your average twin paranormal <laughs> video. Yeah. Yeah, I, I we just kind of got on with it quite calmly and we talked about it in the gift shop. I love it. That's great. Yeah, the experiences I've had, I I, I <clears> kind <throat> of freeze for a minute. I take it in and I'm like, oh shit, did that just happen? And then I move on. Yeah, you just, yeah, it, it, it's, it's like you need a bit of time to. And also, what I feel sometimes with these sort of things, even as a kid, it's like if I just scream about this and start going on about this, people are just going to think I'm looking for attention or talking absolute rubbish and lying but you just you kind of feel like you don't want to talk about it because mm -hmm. you're worried that people are just going what people are going to say straight away i don't know but no i, I get that well, it's, uh, it's, I, it's, I it's, it's a it's yeah it's very I, I don't know ghost sightings in general have always kind of been a good ghost story has always interested me ghost sightings with people like mm -hmm. in my channel i always ask people like in the comments like give me their that they say they have like a ghost story, and I always ask them like, you know, what is it? What happens? And I, don't know, I always, I always find them interesting. I'm not there to debunk them. I just like to hear them. I just like yeah, to hear them same. for what they are. I agree. I like hearing the stories, and I have people on my show that share their stories and stuff. And I don't ever want anyone to feel like I'm there to debunk or tell them they're wrong or tell them, you know, this is why they're wrong. Because I'm only doing that with the Warren stuff because I'm frustrated with what I can find that is fake and not true. So when people come to me with their stories, I, I'm trusting them and I'm taking it in as their truth. And I don't want to make them feel because I wouldn't want to tell a story and someone say, oh, that's, you know, you're full of shit. I don't believe you because mm. it makes you not want to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you shared that story with me. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to share before we go ahead and wrap it up? Um, please check out my YouTube channel as yes. the side eye guy. Um, yes, I will link all while you're your at stuff. It, oh, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> while you're at it, there's other YouTube channels. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, other debunking channels. Uh, Beardo Get Scared, World of Mr. Grey, The Shape, um, Purple with two R's, P-A-R-R-P-L-E. They're all great. So there's another one called Wacka Wacky Paranormal. We're, uh, they're all, they all have, we all have our very unique kind of like ways of tackling debunking. Um, a lot of us, uh, I, I've never been on a paranormal investigation before, but a lot of those guys do go on paranormal investigations. My first one, as I said earlier, will be in March. 
but a lot of these guys uh, do go on ghost hunts as well and paranormal investigations so you can check them out you know just just go have a look at their channel subscribe to them thank you very much yeah for sure i will make sure i link all of those in the show notes too so people um who hear my show can get to them easily fantastic thank you so much that guy for coming on my show i really really appreciate it thank you very much for having me that was seriously so much fun and I cannot thank Side-Eye Guy enough for coming on my show and having this chat with me. And just a quick reminder, just because we discussed how fun it would be to dropkick the Annabelle doll doesn't mean we'd actually do it. But I think it was made very clear that given the proper opportunity, we both would very much like to kick that doll into oblivion, never to be seen or heard from again. Thanks again for joining me for this super fun interview with Side-Eye Guy. Be sure and check out his channel and subscribe. And don't forget to check out the links in the show notes for other awesome shows too. Thank you again, Side-Eye Guy. Until next time. everyone. Are you ready to embark on a magical journey into the world of nature's treasures? Look no further than Into the Woods Stones and Crystals. Discover the enchanting collection of stones and crystals that will ignite your spirit and elevate your well-being. At Into the Woods Stones and Crystals, they offer a treasure trove of Mother Earth's finest gems, all carefully handpicked to bring you positive energy and healing vibrations. Whether you're a seasoned crystal enthusiast or just beginning your crystal journey, they've got something for everyone. From amethyst to quartz, citrine to obsidian, each crystal is a unique masterpiece waiting to enhance your life. And if you listen to my interview on Creepy Chisma, you know how much I love obsidian. But that's not all. When you shop with them, you're not just buying crystals, you're investing in a deeper connection with nature. Their crystals are ethically sourced and sustainably harvested, ensuring they protect the earth as they share its precious gifts. And here's a special treat for you listeners. Use code TRUTHORDEMONS, all one word, at checkout to enjoy an exclusive discount on your purchase. Ready to bring a touch of magic into your life? Visit their website, into-the-woods-stones.myshopify.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Explore their exquisite collection and don't forget to follow them on social media for updates, special offers, and crystal wisdom. I will put all links in the show notes. Into the Woods Stones and Crystals where the magic of nature meets the power of your spirit. Shop now, enter Truth or Demons at checkout, and let the journey begin.